Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th and the 20th of July. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome everybody to the Halloween edition of Spooky Sundays. And in studio tonight we have three luscious lasses. Well, three old bags. We've got, well, maybe two old bags, actually. One of them still looks young. Uh, and it's myself. Two and old bags and a purse. <laughs> oh, I can't even. Sal's ear. Yeah. Everyone, welcome to the studio. Anne here. Renata here. And? Christy here. We've got Christy Magical Moments. It's like we're flying off to the moon. We're all here. Everyone, everyone, strap on in. Oh. Because we're I think Renata's here for a different party. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a jam-packed show for you tonight. We have got the ABC of Superstitions, and I'm looking at E for Egg, and I have a funny feeling I'm not going to make it through paragraph two. I also have – I'm very proud to announce that Ghost Writer has made another appearance and has sent through a story for us. I'm just trying to quick – grab it because I'll I'll just read you the opening that I put into uh, the ghost writer and see what it came up with later. Uh, I said write a spooky paranormal story about ghost hunters Anne and Renata and their friend Christy and dog Jeddah. So um, yeah what it came out with was uh, a bit mind boggling. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to listen to that in the second half. Renata, what have you got tonight? Uh, I'm going to reverse my story. So I'm going to be talking about the origin of the Jack O' Lantern right now. Ooh, yep. uh, and then I'm going to be talking about something else. And <laughs> something else. She will discover that as the show goes no, on. No, no, I have it. You have I, it? I'm sure I have it here somewhere yeah, on just, my I, laptop. I hope your laptop doesn't run out of power. I've, I've got a cord. Oh, excellent. And Christy, what are you talking about? So a little bit more about Halloween. And um, I've made some soul cakes. So if you can Ooh, see them on camera, we've got cake, some soul cakes soul for us to eat. They're, mm. um, they're a little bit like nun's food. They're sort of a bit dry as, but... <laughs> Dry and crunchy. (laughs) (laughs) But they do taste quite delicious. Oh, dear. All right. So, uh, Renata. Yes. You get the honour of going first tonight. So, I thought I'd do something associated with Halloween, considering that it's tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, yes, we have a big adventure on tomorrow night. We are bringing in a whole stack of people who have purchased tickets to spend a few hours at Hall- um, during Halloween night at Maitland Jail. Um, and we're going to be doing some special things um, with them <laughs> during the evening. We're, we're not quite sure. Uh, it's going to be special, whatever it is. They will all be about connecting with the spirit world. So it will be all about spirit communication. But I am speaking to you about the origins of the jack-o'-lantern. Now, we're And how did the jack-o'-lantern come into significance, you may well ask. I can feel 
from you all. Your psychic vibes the, are picking yeah, it up, the, Renata. The, the intense desire to know. So let me fulfil that for you. Oh, I uh, can't so. wait to be fulfilled, Renata. Uh, <laughs> Oh, dear. Yep, it's going to be uh, one of those nights. Um, so this story is from Troy Taylor, the beautiful Troy Taylor, who has written uh, like a bazillion books on uh, haunted sites all over the world. He's based in the US. And he asks you, are you going on a ghost tour, visiting an apple orchard or attending a bonfire on Halloween night? Or will you, like most of us, visit a pumpkin patch and bring home a big orange gourd that you can carve up and turn into a jack-o'-lantern? Oh, who's cut up a gourd? Oh, gourd. Who's, who's oh, been God. gourding? <laughs> who's been gourding? Who's been getting into their gourd? I would be too frightened to because I reckon I would uh, carve my hand off. It would slip and I would definitely jab myself. Mm. So how did such an unusual custom get started in America? And they weren't they weren't pump they weren't pumpkins at all. They were actually turnips to begin with. But anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine putting a candle in a turnip? <laughs> yeah, it didn't start in America. It and it didn't start with a pumpkin. It was the Irish who brought the tradition of carving jack o' lanterns to America. But in the old country, pumpkins did not exist, so they carved turnips instead. Mm. They placed a candle inside the hollowed-out root vegetable and used it to ward off evil spirits on All Hallows' Eve. Must have been a big turnip. Yeah, must have, I reckon. Uh, The story of how it all got started began hundreds of years ago in Ireland and centred on a man that people knew as Stingy Jack. He was a miserable old drunk and a nasty fellow who played malicious tricks on everyone he knew. His few friends, his mother, and some said even the devil himself. One day, Jack tricked the devil into climbing up into an apple tree, and then Jack quickly placed crosses all over the tree, trapping the devil there. He wanted to make a deal. If the devil promised not to take his soul when he died, he'd let the devil out of the tree. The deal was struck. Who thought that just sticking a devil up a tree would oh, fix him? Didn't he have like? So didn't he go into genius. a fiddling contest with why, John? Why, <laughs> why? What are we as ghost hunters doing? We should just have a tree and put yeah. the devil up there and put crosses all so, around. Hey, devil! Would you mind just popping up that tree there for me? Yeah. So years later, when Jack died, he was denied entry into heaven because he'd been such a mean and nasty man. So he went to visit the devil at the gates of hell. But the devil made, had made a promise. Jack couldn't come in. He had nowhere to go but to wander the darkness between the world and this world and the next. Scared, Jack asked the devil how he could find his way, and the devil gave him a glowing ember from hell. Ouch. Jack's favourite food had been turnips. Mm-hmm, oh, Jack. Jack. Mm. He's got great taste. And, and he died... <laughs> With one in his pocket. Oh, it's st- nothing like having a root vegetable <laughs> in your pocket when you die. Oh, you never know when you need it. He stuck the ember into the turnip and used it to guide him during his travels. Since that time, Jack has roamed the earth without a resting place, lighting his way with the pale light of his turnip <laughs> and became known as Jack O'Lantern. Each year on All Hallows' Eve, the Irish hollowed out turnips, gourds, potatoes and beets to pay homage to Jack, lighting his way and warding off the evil spirits that followed him. 
When the Irish began coming to America in the 1800s, they soon discovered that pumpkins were bigger and easier to carve and a new tradition was born. Voila! <gasps> Look at that. So raise a glass of good Irish whiskey to your jack-o'-lantern this year and maybe leave one out for old Jack as he makes his way along the dark and gloomy highways where he's doomed to spend his eternity. Wow, I've learnt so much. Good story? It what oh yeah. Dying with the root vegetable in your pocket. That's just that's I can't think of anything else. Yeah. It would be awful to ha- to be that poor where you had to eat those things without actually cooking them. Yeah. Ooh. Uh Robert did say it's better than uh, dying with his um staff of life in his hand. Like in Pompeii. Yeah, we won't even go there. <laughs> You are very naughty, Robert. Uh, now, who else is it? Oh, hi, Emmy. Thank you for sending that photo through. I should post that up for everybody to see. Now, we do have to award the first award mm-hmm. this evening. Mm-hmm. And the first award is going to Xena Warrior Princess Yay! Catherine. Thank you for texting that through. And uh, we did have a catch-up during the week as well. We have... Um, now, who's that? That's Beck. Beck has said that she's catching up on the podcast and she too heard something. Remember I heard something? I said it sounded like a little girl's giggle or something. Mm-hmm. And she said it's at the timestamp of 33.19 on the podcast if Ooh. anyone wants to check it out. I'm so, going to go back and listen because yeah. I actually haven't. Yeah, I'll mm. have to go listen again too. It's unlike me to actually hear anything like that because mm-hmm. I'm normally as deaf as a post. So we did do a podcast last week and um, at that moment, about halfway through, uh, Anne did hear something. Thing. Mm. He turned around and did you, did you hear that? And I said, no. No. Um, but it was obviously recorded. So the, the date, the timestamp is 33.19. Now, we received a very special gift this oh, afternoon. Yes, we did. And I think I've got it over here, haven't I? Yes, it's behind you. Well, you can keep talking, Renata. So those those of you who are just uh, listening through the podcast obviously cannot see this, but we received this uh, old wooden horse, dates back to the 1920s, and it has articulated joints, so they are joined um, with, with just uh, little I nails. Can make them gallop. So that, yeah, so he can gallop. He's on a stand at the moment, but he didn't actually come on a stand originally. Uh, he's totally wooden. Uh, whoever uh, had him last actually took the dark paint that was on him off. Yeah, he was black. And apparently his hair is horse hair. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But so anyway. what, it's about 25 centimetres tall, would you say? 25-ish. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, he was part of a gift set in the 1920s where they could go and buy the book Black Beauty and uh, they had the choice of buying the book on its own or they could buy the book and this horse. So uh, we're very lucky that this horse has survived. It's it's really quite beautiful. Oh, I it love is, it. It is beautiful. Someone really made it with a lot of love and care. Yeah, and I, I'm horse obsessed, so yeah. for me that's even... We will put up a photo of it um, on Anna and Renata Frightfully Good and on the Newcastle Live uh, Facebook page. Yes, and thank you to James and Justine for yeah. dropping that off. But not only did they drop it off to us, they arrived in their hearse. 
Their hearse is called Miss Lily and it is white, beautifully restored. It was built in 1964. Mm -hmm. James still has the original Rego papers for it and it came from Las Vegas Mm -hmm. in America. Uh, And it it doesn't have seatbelts because... In, when it was built, it didn't have the anchor points, he was telling mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it is like a historical vehicle, they actually don't have to put the seatbelts in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are legally allowed to drive around without seatbelts on. I would, I couldn't drive around without seatbelts on. There's too many lunatics out there. Yeah, it would feel really funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. But the, the story goes that this is possibly a haunted item with the attachment of a small boy to this item. Now, Christy, you said you picked up on some juju too. Yes. So when I was holding it in the car, it definitely... And I think because it's a natural material, it is able actually to give off a a vibration. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is something that I did feel that it did have a vibration through my, that I felt in my hands. Do you think it was loved? I think it would have been very much loved. I think it's been loved by many, Mm. um, by many. And in in saying that it's haunted, I'm, I really don't feel that that it is a negative sort no, of no, anything like that. Not. I think there's a lot of um, love and joy with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I can just imagine in 1920 when times were so tough, um, to get a gift like that would have been, like, amazing. It would have mm. had to have been a well-to-do family. Yeah. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And we're back thanks to Thrive Broking, who is making finance less spooky. Make sure you drop Emma a line and ask her all about it. Thank you, Thrive Broking, for supporting our show. Now, I have got the ABC of superstitions, which I have to say I'm enjoying doing, so bugger the rest of you. I don't know whether you like it or not, but I love it. And today, I'm talking about eggs. Now, I did have a lot of people suggest ectoplasm last week. The problem is, is there's actually not a lot of folklore or superstition around ectoplasm. So it's more a a paranormal thing that uh, is involved with uh, physical medium and seances and things like that. So there's no superstition attached to it. So I had to go with something that was a little more interesting. Now, Um, I will ask you ladies to be very professional as I read some of this out to you because um, there is a few little eye raises in here. But the good old humble chicken's egg, it's got so many superstitions around it. Who would have thought? So not only is it a fabulous source of food, it is the symbol of life and a Christian icon. Now, I sort of thought of that and I thought, that's only Easter, isn't it? That it's the the egg that's... All right, you're both looking at me blankly. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was the fish. Yeah. Because like f- this is coming from the Cassell's Dictionary of stupid, Stupid... Stupid... <laughs> that was a Freudian... Stupid... Yeah, I think that was a Freudian slip there. Yeah, David... David Pickering, thank you. So, yeah, I thought that was a great opening statement there. But I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on. The first egg laid by a pullet is thought to be lucky and 
if you received this first egg from the chook, the first egg it's ever laid, the farmhand presented that to you, Christy, that would mean that they wanted you to be their sweetheart. How do you know it was the first egg that chook ever laid? Oh, because the farmhand said so. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love you. This is the, the first egg ever laid by my virgin chook. She's had her first period and I'm going to present <laughs> it to you to say I love you. In a you. shell. In a shell. Oh, that's just horrible. <laughs> that's just now, horrible. if the said pullet, they call it pullet is a chook, uh, is brown, um, a wish may be made when the egg is being eaten. Uh, if, however, that bird is white... You can slip the egg beneath the pillow and the sleeper will be vouchsafed safed a vision of his or her future lover. Well, if you just presented the egg to, you, to your hopeful girlfriend, you'd be that guy would be hoping that it was going to be a dream of them, wouldn't they? Um, now, if it was a black hen, the person who consumes that egg will be protected from fever for the next 12 months. So you've all got to go and find a black hen that's never laid an egg and eat it and you'd be safe from COVID. I need its wing more than its egg. (laughs) (laughs) You realise this this will probably now get censored because I've offered a a cure for the uh, Miss C. Uh, No, that is not a cure for Miss C. Um, No, all right. So now... Hatching eggs is, is a very complicated business as well. Now you'd think, yeah, it's just under a chalk. That's great. But there's more to it than that. Should the eggs be put underneath the hen in odd numbers and never when there is a new moon on uh, or on a Friday or a Sunday, um, it's going to be bad luck. So you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. <laughs> just, uh, what are I you know, talking about? Eggs. If you're going to put eggs under a chalk or it's laid eggs, I'm just looking at the book and reading. Um, Now, weasels are a big problem, obviously. You've all had issues with weasels. Oh, yeah. 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 And witches. And witches. Mm -hmm. Apparently the way to protect the eggs from said weasels and witches is to mark each egg with a small black cross. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Weasels just take a look at that cross and they just run run. away Mm -hmm. every Mm -hmm. time. Especially in the dark. Especially in the dark. They've got good sight. Yeah. Uh, Now, you also must be very careful when you're collecting the eggs. There's only certain times that you should collect eggs. uh, And that it's unlucky to collect eggs uh, and take them indoors after sunset. Did you know that? No. No. (laughs) Similarly, um, if you want to request to buy eggs after nightfall, people will turn you down. Not in not in shops off, Benny. Not in Coles or Woolies. I don't um, care. Finding an egg. Now this now ladies, I'm just telling you to be careful, just to hang on to it. Finding an egg with is that is unusually small and it's often the last one that a hen lays that a hen lays before sitting. I don't know what that is. Anyway, you should fear small eggs because they say that such eggs have been laid by cocks. Mm. Well, um, and that it's an omen of death, and uh, the only way to negate that bad luck is to throw the offending egg over the barn roof. Now, I'm I'm pretty sure that cocks don't lay eggs. <laughs> I 
Look, there were so many things going through my mind at that time. But, um, it, yes, no compute there. Okay. So, look, just going on with the cock's eggs, right? Um, <laughs> Maybe he's identifying as the chicken. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now, what do you think happens if the cock's eggs are allowed to hatch? <clears throat> what do you think will emerge? <laughs> a baby, A baby chicken? No. A, a, a demon? A small cock? <laughs> no, a serpent. Oh. oh. Well, yes, Wouldn't that was second on my list. with cock's eggs that a serpent would be involved? Think about it, ladies. I'm thinking. thinking. I'm, not, I'm not joining well, the dots, but never mind. Oh, no, no, you were wrong. <laughs> Obviously, you guys <laughs> don't have as wrong. dirty mind as me. Two cock's eggs and a serpent? Put that together on a plate oh, and have a look at it. no. Right. Um, so, thank you. Oh, God, oh. I thought that was going to be funny. You guys are boring. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, my mind's still working through it. Oh. So not on a Friday, not on a Sunday, not on a new moon. Throw it over the barn. There is so much to remember here. Mm. Now, so much to unpack. Uh, we have to find a safe container for this. <laughs> yes, definitely. If, if, if you have a single hen, right, and they lay two eggs in one day, that is an omen of misfortune. Oh. oh. Mm. Now, look, they've got a nice little uh, rhyme here for collecting of eggs. Renata, you're yawning. Sorry. So when you're collecting your eggs, remember this. Break an egg, break your leg. Break three, woe to thee. Break two, your lover's true. So anyway, uh, now also with newly laid eggs, you can't carry them over running water because none of them will hatch. That's what I've been doing wrong all this time. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so every time you go over the Hunter River, you're stuffed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, did you know that there is a, cor- a correct way to break your eggs? You have the small end and the large end. I didn't realise that there was even a thought. I just crack them in the middle and hope for the best. Oh. But uh, to break into the smaller end betokens only disappointment for one's hopes. Yeah. So uh, if you have an egg... No, well, look, that's wrong because when you have egg cups, you always have the small end up and mm. the big butt end in the egg cup. See, that's that's somebody who's sabotaging you and wanting you to have ill luck, obviously. No, that's Yourself. the way the egg cups are made. Self-sabotaging yourself. That's right. No, no, no. Um, look, I, I would like to keep going with my segment okay. if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, and now double yolk. Now, do you think a double yolk is good luck or bad luck? It's good luck. I thought it was good luck. Mm, apparently not. Oh. Uh, uh, and like we got a carton of eggs the other week and every single egg was a double yoker. Every single one. Woe to you. Yeah. Um, and in the northern England, this warns of coming death oh. for a double yoker. In Somerset, it signifies a wedding. So bad luck either way there. Mm. Uh, eating an egg. Egg every morning for 40 days is recommended by the men of Morocco as an excellent way to improve one's sexual performance. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Christy. Uh, Now, you can actually use them for divination as well. Mm -hmm. If you crack an egg and you put three drops of egg white into a glass of water, you will be able to see 
pictures and f- shapes form in there and you will be able to divine what is happening. Um, they d- prefer to do this on Midsummer's Day or Midsummer's Eve or on some other magical day of the year. Look, I've got so many things here. Look, I'm going to finish up with this one. Um, to get a glimpse of a future lover, uh, a person should remove the yolk of a boiled egg and fill the hollow with salt. Now, all you people out there who keep asking Renata on the tarot readings, when is their their lover coming Mm -hmm, into their mm -hmm, life? This is what you need to do. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. you remove the yolk, fill Mm -hmm, it with salt, mm -hmm. and then consume it without having anything to drink before going to bed. If all goes well, this will bring on a raging thirst during the (laughs) night. (laughs) The apparition of a future partner will appear Ah. in the person's dreams with water to soothe. Oh, I see. I see. Very good. Wow, I'm covered in goosebumps. I've learned so much tonight. Well, that's because it's so bloody cold in here. That's it where it is. <laughs> oh, it's getting a bit nipply. I think we're going to need to get jackets or turn the aircon up a little bit. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. And who doesn't love a bit of spooky chat? Who has texted in some questions tonight? I wonder. Uh, uh, Renata, what's your name again? Christy. (laughs) (laughs) You, over there. Uh, Do you have anything of interest to share with us? That's a spooky question or anything like that? Or would you like some time to think about that? It's just some time to think about it. All right. Maxine said, hi, ladies. I love your show. Uh, And Emmy's delayed from Stroud the other weekend could have saved both uh, um, saved you both and myself from an accident we saw. That is true. That happened to us last weekend. We were driving back from Stroud mm-hmm. and we got held up a little bit. I can't. Why were we held up? I can't remember. There was something that stopped us. And I we, know we were talking to another member of the team for a little while. Yeah. But, um, not sure. Can't we, remember that far back. Yeah. And um, when we got to the big round, oh no, we had to drop get the SD cards off Lordy. Mm-hmm. So we we drove down to pick those up and came because I accidentally missed one card, and he was at Raymond Terrace, and we came back to the big roundabout, and sure enough, there was a big semi trailer that was sitting in the left hand lane just on the other side of the roundabout and we looked over and there was a car on its roof and there were people um, working on somebody who was laying on the ground uh, and it had just happened. So if we had not, well, if I had not missed that little SD card that was in the pouch he left for us and had to go back and get it, we would have been stuck in that accident, I reckon. Mm. It would have been the right timing for it. Now, I do have some Halloween superstitions if um, we don't have enough questions, just letting you know. Mm. Um, Lorna wants to know, uh, when it comes to superstition, so I'm going to ask each of you, what is a superstition that you still will stick to today? Um, and it's like you're like if it happens, you go, well, I'm not doing that because that just happened. That's a sign. Now, do either of you have something? I was brought up in a very highly superstitious environment. Um, I'm sure my grandmother just made up half of that stuff. <laughs> um, but there still is things um, that probably to do with my heritage, on, especially for Chinese New Year, there's a lot of things as in don't wash your hair, don't get your hair oh, that's done, right. I things that. like that. So for me, that's something that, you know, 
has really stuck with me. The whole throwing a salt over my shoulder, things like that, not so much, but I think that was so ingrained in me as a child. Mm -hmm. And I think that superstitions is is something that is passed down sort of like thing because, you know, there really is no basis in fact (laughs) um, for a lot of them. But for me, it was something that was very programmed into me. What about you, Renata? Mm. No, a lot of my superstitions, it's a bad word to use when I was growing up, um, are actually uh, associated with the Catholic faith, (laughs) where you kind of had to do certain things or uh, there would be harm that came to you. Can't eat fish on a... Well, you had to eat fish on a Friday. Yeah, good Friday fish. Can't eat meat. um, Yeah, and all of that sort of stuff. So that kind of terrorised me. Um, But that was more, yeah, from the Catholic faith faith so um yeah yeah um for me oh i keep touching this thing and it keeps don't touch i know i shouldn't touch it especially in public um i still what (laughs) hairy palms i will not walk under ladders but i think that's more a safety thing than anything uh i know it's bad luck to walk under a ladder but i think it's bad luck because there might be someone up there who might drop something on you mm. so i won't go under that's probably more common ladder. sense than a superstition mm. yeah but it is mm. as still a superstition that people have mm. uh oh robert your your uh egg jokes are just going off there um Guinea fowl eggs are hard to crack. He's telling us rubber chickens, and he thinks the whole thing's a bit egg extravagant. <laughs> uh, is there anyone else uh, that's listening that has a superstition that they still will stick to today, even though logically you know that there's no reason to do it? I, I still will, if I spill some salt, will throw some over my shoulder. I can never remember what shoulder it's meant to be, but I'll still do it just because I go, oh, well, it can't hurt to just chuck that over my shoulder. We do know and we have been told uh, by people, especially uh, those that work in shelters, that black cats have always been really difficult to try and uh, rehome. rehome. Because yeah. people believe that bad black cats are seriously um, bad luck. Yeah. They may be f- someone's familiar. Yep. Mm. Now, Brendan has asked, did we get a chance to watch any of Paranormal Nightmare or Four Man Brothers? Sadly, no. This is our crazy week. It's been nightmarish. I have watched 28 Days Haunted, we did, though. We did watch 28 Days Haunted, and that will come out in our diary of a ghost hunter on Tuesday morning. We hope it's only going to be a short episode. We just ran out of time. Uh, now, this one's from Lorna. Mine is never watch a person till out of sight. And that's odd because I remember when I was dating my to-be husband, he would drive up to Nobby's where I used to live on the island. And um, I... Did someone just knock on the door? No, that was me. Just, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, right. bloody Renata. Um, you've ruined my story. Sorry. I was building the romantic <laughs> moments the there. Go back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah when I was dating my soon-to-be mm-hmm. husband. No, um, yeah, he would come up in the charger. <laughs> That's the only car that could make it up there. Yeah. This is true. I reckon that she had, would have had a panel van. Yeah, <laughs> my friend had a panel van. Uh, anyway, um, and he he'd come visit, and then when he'd leave, I would stand and watch him For leave. And he'd go down the hill and down across the breakwater because Nobby's Island. Oh yeah, I used to live on Nobby's Island. I'm weird, weirder than normal. And I would watch until he drove off right up into uh, near Fort Scratchley. I could watch him go. So, um, so what's the superstition? 
I don't know. Lorna said something about you're not supposed to watch people until you can't see them anymore. Oh. So. Well, how can you watch them after you can't see them? Well, you're not supposed <laughs> <laughs> oh, You open your third eye. You pull it, pull it out of your Why do I chakras. even bother? Why do I even bother? No, oh, but um, yeah, we're going to be married for thirty-five years in December, so it must have been okay. Mm. I don't think it's actually caused too much drama. Oh, you've been too busy to divorce anyway. <laughs> No, You're never home, either of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is another one I've heard of, too. And you know what, Catherine? I think I do the same. New shoes on a table. Oh, yes, actually. That yeah. is something for me as well that I don't do. I've I'd heard of it, and I don't do it just because I've heard of it. I don't really know why it's a problem, but um, I won't do it. Mm. You heard of that one, Renata? I have. Um, I would never have dared put any shoes on the table or I would have been smacked across the ears by my mother. So, uh, yeah, to me, terrifying superstition. (laughs) (laughs) Anything you did that was against her is um, (laughs) going to be a a nasty superstition. Is that basically it? Oh, look, I had a Slavic mother who um, had no... Had PTSD. Reason, no, had no. Well, I had PTSD, but had no reason to give me a good smack across the ears if she felt that I was doing anything wrong. So, yeah. <sighs> now, um, superstition states that placing new shoes on the table can negatively impact future prosperity, while leaving any shoes on the table is likely to lead to a quarrel or just plain bad luck. There you go. Well, I can see it would be a quarrel because why have you left your dirty boots yeah, on the how table? How dare you do that? Yeah, it's another one of those common sense things with shoes that have been worn, but I don't understand the whole new shoes thing. Mm. That's a bit odd. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And don't we all love a spooky Sunday, especially when we've got the the three... Oh, can we be the three witches? <laughs> Christy, Renata and Anne in studio. We're going to stir some pots. I could happily stir a few pots right now, but I better behave myself. Mm. Lorna has cleared up the uh, watch a person out of sight thing. I was told if you watch them until they're out of sight, it is said you will not see them again. Mm. Debunked okay. by Anne and Roman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, Deborah Ann did message through and she said that she throws salt over their shoulder um, she also hates the black cat thing and uh, honestly some people are horrible to black cats uh, and also I have to do some things in threes or sevens because they're um, they must have special significance uh, Maxine has been told some good ones by her grandma never turn your back on the beach or a big wave might come unexpectedly and that snakes are more scared of you than you are of them Uh, then we've got Claire hi Claire Marie thank you for texting in Uh, hi Anne and Renata I don't know if it's really a superstition or just an odd little quirk but whenever I or my family gift anyone a wallet or money box we always put money in it we think it will bring that person Good luck. I've yes, heard that too. Yes, mm. and I've I've recently got a wallet 
Last time I, I was over in England um, from my other travel buddy, Gail. Hello, Gail. And she gave me a uh, Ouija board wallet. Yes. And there was a coin in that. Uh, you were using that Ouija board wallet too because I, I was admiring using, it. I am using it. It's I'm beautiful. Thank you, Gail. Very jealous. Uh, yeah, the other one I'd heard was to do with knives. Mm, don't you, gift knives. Well, if you don't do. Don't stab one. Don't stab anyone with a knife. <laughs> you, if you do gift a knife, you've got to give them some sort of money back in return otherwise um, the bad luck will ensue mm. oh so if you get a knife you've got to give them money yeah oh that's a bit well, it doesn't have weird. to be much you can give them five cents mm. if you're in America you can give them one cent mm. do they still use one cents over in America they do really oh it's a pain in the proverbial you'll find all about that in June next year mm. when we go to the USA to speak at the Women's Paranormal Conference in West Virginia West Virginia but do you know what's coming up next Mama. week, apart from the fact that it's Halloween tomorrow? Yeah, what? We've got some work to do Tuesday night, Renata. Do you remember what's on Tuesday night? She's forgotten already. I know. Do I get, yes. do I get five yes. cents if I answer yes. it? Yes, absolutely. Yes. The Empath Workshop. The Empath Workshop. Yes, yes. So if you are an empath, if you feel you are, if someone's told you that you are, if you've done a quiz and it says that you are, this is the workshop for you. So we're actually running it on two consecutive Tuesday nights, next Tuesday or this Tuesday coming in next Tuesday. And it's a one and a half hour class for those who really want to learn how to save themselves from some of the issues that an empath has to deal with on a day-to-day basis, especially when you go out there in the wide world and you have to deal with people in supermarkets and people asking you things and all different energies and listening to the news. It's okay, Christy. And, and She's giving a PTSD here. All of that sort of stuff. There are ways you can help yourself. But also help others who may be in your family that are um, empathic. Yes. And of course, empaths make fabulous psychics and mediums. So Mm. if you wish to know more, please jump on to Anna and Renata Frightfully Good. There will be a link there to the empath class and join us. It's happening this Tuesday. So honestly, you've got two days left to join. Yes, uh, and Karen said, gifting a purse or bag with a coin in it for good luck or fortune. Mm -hmm. So she knows of that one too. Thank you so much, Karen. We'll see you tomorrow night, Karen. We're just saying Karen's coming tomorrow night. We're all excited. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome, welcome back to the Halloween edition of Spooky Sundays. And uh, we thank Thrive Broking. So remember, if you are after some advice on finance, go and talk to our beautiful Emma and she will set you straight. And make things less spooky. Absolutely. Now, we've been munching in the break because Christy <laughs> has bought in some soul cakes and uh, she'll be talking about them after 9.30. You should have seen Christy and I were trying to <coughs> chewy, 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 because the song was coming on. We go, mm. oh my God, this is us. We've got to get the food out of our mouth. They are so yummy. They are. They're really good. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a tale about a haunted house in England and 
<clears throat> we were going to go and visit this one when we were in England last. We just ran out of time. Oh, okay. And it's Audsall Hall. And if you look at oh, yeah. Audsall Hall, it is this Tudor-style building, which is absolutely delicious to look at. Oh, by the way, Christy, you, you know that we have to do sound effects for this, don't you? Oh, of please course. don't. Please. It's a haunted house. We're, we're, we're here for you, Renata. Oh, okay. So Audsall Hall is in Salford in Manchester. Now, the hall has played an important role in local history and has been used for many different purposes and was purchased by the Salford Corporation in 1959 and opened to the public in April 1972. I can hear you chewing, Anne. I'm sorry. (laughs) I even moved away from the microphone. Moved back further as a period house and local history museum. Ever since this time, there have been reports of ghostly sightings, unexplained phenomena... And some staff even refused to enter parts of the building alone. Not going in there. The attic space is pitch black and unwelcoming. In the kitchen, you can still see the well in which a child drowned and is believed to be responsible for the cries that are often heard. Timmy found the well. Help me. Poltergeist activity has been experienced throughout the building and responsive knocks, extreme drops in temperature and strange night anomalies are not uncommon. It is also reported that the cries of a woman who threw herself from the balcony (laughs) in the Great Hall are heard that many who venture up there are overcome with feelings of sadness and grief. I'm overcome. Orchard Hall was once a moated Tudor mansion, and although the oldest parts were built during the 15th century, there has been a house on the site for over 800 years. Oh, I'm just excited that it was an 800-year-old <laughs> house. Sorry. <laughs> Owned by the same family for over 300 years, the manor bears the hallmarks of many different architectural styles. Civil War played a part in a change of title after the royalist owner was imprisoned and the family suffered severe financial hardship and the mansion was sold many times during the next century. By the latter end of the 19th century, the moat had gone and the building was surrounded by fields and woods. The hall has played an important role in local history and has been used for many different purposes and was purchased by the Salford Corporation, as said before. During the 1340s, Sir John Radcliffe campaigned with Edward III in France and distinguished himself at many battles. As a reward for his service, the the king allowed Sir John to take some Flemish weavers back to his (laughs) Orsall estate. <laughs> Different sort of phlegm. <laughs> where he built cottages for them to live in. English weaving skills at the time were poor, and textiles from Manchester were considered to be particularly poor quality. So the Flemish weavers were employed in the instructing of local weavers, and they started the <laughs> weaving industry, the foundation of Manchester's later cotton industry. Oh, this is this is boring as shit, isn't it? <laughs> I'm thrilled. Oh. I'm so glad we had the beep button ready to go on your S-bomb you just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, when we get to the good bit, we're ready with our sound effects. Yeah. I did think this was going to be more exciting, but it turned out not to. This place looked just really awesome. Guess you had to be there. <laughs> I remember Which we didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember wanting to go in dreadfully because it looks like this uh, fabulous Tudor house, but never mind. I'm just going to stop talking now. We've got seven minutes. Phil Ann. Oh, good. Huh? <laughs> Thanks for that, Renata. Now, John has said, um, did you, <coughs> sorry, did you tell me about the bat story from Friday night? You no, didn't. No, I didn't tell you about the bat story. What happened? I have no idea. I've forgotten. Oh, well, John, she was a really worthy um, person to tell that story to. Um, Now she's stuffing herself with the soul cakes or whatever they are um, (coughs) and leaving me to fill while I'm coughing up my asthma attack. Um, Oh, Karen said she's very excited to to catch up with us tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Got a big one here. (laughs) Oh, la la. (laughs) Hi, Anne and Renata, your silly farm friends, James and Justine, first-time listeners. They're the ones that gave us the beautiful horse. But talking about superstitions, myself and Justine got married the traditional Macedonian Orthodox way, and one of the two superstitions were we had to choose our firstborn's godparents before we got married Otherwise, it'll lead to infertility and bad luck towards the marriage. Oh, gosh. Wow. And we both had to be christened by any faith so God can find us and judge us against our wedding vows. We made it home safe with no issues in the old grave limousine. Oh, my God. You should see this limousine, everyone. We will put a photo up. I even managed to get a um, little video of them driving off. And there was people stopping in the street that were sort of going, oh, wow, cheering it on. Um, So thank you again for that very generous gift. We love it so much. Now, um, I I do want to talk about two more ghosts. um, Well, thank God you got something to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) At Ortsler Hall. Oh, Lord. Oh, this is actually a good question from Lisa. Can I, can I put this in? Yes, you can. And she's enjoying the playlist tonight. Thank you, Lisa. Have you ever had a spirit impersonate your voice? I've heard some stories recently of this happening to people. Mimics. Mimics or um, uh, when you see them, they're doppelgangers. But, um, oh, don't you love that? Does that bring back shattering memories from the Vampire Diaries? <laughs> that actress had to play like oh, five different roles. Can't stand her. <laughs> yes, I have heard of that. And I do believe I've had it happen to me as well. Um, I, I can't remember my exact example of it. But what about you, Renata? No. You never had that happen? No. What about you, Christy? Not my own voice. No. Uh, There was an example from Maitland Jail, I think, on Friday night where they distinctly heard Jodie talking and coming into B-Wing, but Jodie was actually nowhere near B-Wing. So that was a perfect example that night at Maitland Jail. So, uh, yeah, is it a mimic or is it just our brains hearing the voice and associating it to the closest known voice they would know? I don't know. Good question. Good question, though. (laughs) Lisa does have very good questions. Mm. I appreciate her questions. Mm. Not that I'm not unappreciative. Other questions. (laughs) I just like Lisa's questions. Very good soul cakes. 
Very good sausage. I know, you've got to stuff, shoved up the side of your cheek at the moment or your munch. All right, I'm going to tell you about three more ghosts from Audson Hall. Good, because I'm going to eat the soul cakes while so you're So the first doing one that. is the white lady. It's not going to take long. Uh, we don't exactly know who this enigmatic figure in white is. She but, gets around, though. She's most <laughs> say that she is the spirit of Lady Margaret Radcliffe, who died broken-hearted grandmother. in 1599 after the death great, of her beloved great, great, great brother, grandmother. Alexander. Then we have Cecily, a young woman who is said to roam the hall, especially when there are children and school parties around. It is said that you can tell she is there by the sweet smell of roses in the air. Mm. And, oh, and I smell a ghost. Sir <laughs> John... It's that Flemish people again. <laughs> no, I think you just broke Renata. We finally got it back on track and you broke her, Christy. So Sir John Radcliffe is said to inhabit the Star Chamber. Ooh. Ooh. This former lord of the manor is said to be very keen on the ladies. Ooh, hello, Fam- ladies. Family visitors oh, have reported his rather boring <laughs> advances <laughs> on many occasions. Boring or bawdy? Boyd, Boyd, B-O-I-D, advances on many occasions. I don't know that word. Uh, I guess I'm not old enough <laughs> to know it. <laughs> Oh, don't speak Flemish. <laughs> Google. Stop it. Stop it. Boyd. Um, so, oh, God, I'm going to have to look it up, aren't I, just to satisfy you? Oh, this is Come on, live. type it in quick, 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 quick. live radio, yeah. B-O-I-D. Only the best. I still don't know Boyd. how we've got such beautiful sponsors. <laughs> oh, no. Flemish no. word. Boys, Boyd stand for? It stands for... No, 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 a computer situation of an animal that flies in flocks or swarms. Oh, well, that's no. some sort of... Um, that's coming on to you, ladies. That's, that's no. watch out when those uh, computers and, and flying flocks come at you. Uh, an artificial life simulation originally developed by Craig Reynolds? No. Or maybe no. it's one of those power-up pump things that you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. hi, well, ladies. This was in the 1500s. You. So. Yeah, mm. that was really ahead of their time, wasn't it? Mm. If he had AI with the ladies. Reynolds. <laughs> Renata, you've got 30 what? seconds. Tell your other ghost story. I, um, I don't have another one. But the oh, researcher has taken over. Yes. Oh, an I dialect spelling of bird. Boyd? Oh, she's still a boy. It's a Boyd. I, I just saw a Boyd in the Is story. it a Boyd? Is it a plane? <laughs> <laughs> We'd just like to welcome, all to the, welcome you all to the quality entertainment of Spooky Sundays. After we've had two back-to-back tours and and getting stuff all sleep and uh, running around trying oh, to do interviews no, this, today. this is all happening because I got stuck in a lift. It is. You're traumatised and haven't recovered. Yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Please it could go only to a happen song. to me. We will tell you all about it after we go to a song. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Finance doesn't need to be spooky thanks to Thrive Broking. Welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Spooky Sunday's Halloween edition. I do have to apologise for my reading of Audsard Hall. Audsard it's okay. We Aud- made up for it, didn't Audsall we, Christy? Hall. It was fabulous. Uh, it seemed so much more interesting when I read it at home. And You're then delirious. I looked over and went, oh, God, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to read it. That's okay, because you know what time it is now. <clears throat> oh, I know. It's ghostwriter time. Ghostwriter time. And uh, this week, I figured since Christy was coming into the studio and we did 
didn't have the beautiful sounds of Jeddah barking in the background while she was trying to talk to us, that we'd do a story based on Anne, Renata, Christy and Jeddah. So I typed into uh, Ghostwriter and I said, this is what we want a story about, Ghostwriter. And it was, write a spooky paranormal story about ghost hunters Anne and Renata and their friend Christy and dog Jeddah. Now the first one they came back with I rejected. I'll just quickly read it to you. Anne, Renata and Christy were ghost hunters. They went to haunted houses and searched for ghosts. One night they went to a house that was said to be haunted by a ghost dog Jeddah. Their dog started barking at the door of the house. The girls went inside and saw a ghost dog. It was white and transparent. They screamed and ran out of the house. Christy was so scared she wet her pants. <laughs> they never went back to that house again. That was what they put out. And I went, sorry, Ghost Rider, that is not good enough. No. So, this is what we've come up with. Okay. Right. Famous ghost hunters Anne and Renata received a frantic phone call from their spooky friend, Christy. She was so upset because someone called Finkelbottom had stolen her dog, Jeddah, and threatened to turn her into a demon hound on Halloween night to guard the hell. Gates. Christy spoke to Renata on the phone saying, I'm so scared. What should I do? Oh, Renata told Christy, Meet us at the old abandoned house on Elm Street. We will help you find Jeddah and defeat Finkelbottom. Christy gave a little shuddering sob and said, Thank you. They arrived at the abandoned Elm Street house to see Christy looking very frightened, clutching a crucifix. <laughs> <I see him. laughs> You're not meant to laugh there, Christy. Sorry. When they walked in the door, they immediately heard growling coming from the basement. They knew oh, yeah. it was Jeddah, but she sounded possessed. I don't like the sound of that. Renata said. Sounds like Finkelbottom's already got us, said Anne. No, not my Jeddah. They cautiously made their way down the creaky stairs, calling out Jeddah's name. Jeddah, baba. As they reached the bottom of the stairs, red eyes appeared in the darkest corner of the cellar. The ladies quickly turned heel and ran up the stairs. They knew they had to come up with a plan. While they were upstairs trying to come up with a plan, they heard Jeddah scratching and howling at the door. They knew they had to act fast before it was too late. They decided to use Christy as bait because she was the only one Jeddah would listen to. Anne and Renata would hide and when Jeddah came close enough, they would jump out and grab her. Christy reluctantly agreed and started back down the dark, scary basement steps. <laughs> as soon as she called out for Jeddah, the demon dog appeared in the doorway. Christy backed up slowly as Jeddah followed her, growling. <laughs> Christy, in between sobs of despair, said, Jeddah, it's me. Papa Gino, it's your mummy. Please, Jeddah, fight this demon inside you. I know you can hear me. Please, Papa Gino, little Jeddah, puppy dog, come back to me. Jeddah stopped growling and looked at Christy with her demon red eyes. For a moment, it looked like the old Jeddah was trying to fight the demon inside her. But then she lunged forward and went for Christy's throat. Anne and Renata jumped out from their hiding spot and grabbed Jeddah before she could harm Christy. They held onto her tight as she thrashed and growled. 
Christy ran over to them and helped hold on to Jeddah as well. Together, they were able to finally subdue the demon dog. But now, they had to get that demon out of Jeddah. Christy said... Let's take her back to my shop, Spells and Spirits. I think I know just the spell to get this evil creature out of my dog. The, the team quickly bundled the dog up and jumped in the car. They rushed her over to Christy's shop, Spells and Spirits, where she immediately got to work on her spell. They cast a circle of protection, placed Jeddah in the middle and chanted the words of the spell. Altus, Dogus, Demonish, Glust about, be gone, demon, back to your hole underground. underground. Oh, that was meant to be Christy, never mind. Uh, she said with all the strength that she could muster. I did, I said. <laughs> it was three voices. voices. We couldn't just that, leave that's it. That's right, just oh, no, it was too good. Too, yeah. Suddenly Jeddah started to convulse and howl. <laughs> Smoke started to pour out of her mouth Aww. and nose. The demon dog was being exercised from Jeddah's body. After a few minutes, the demon was gone and Jeddah was back to her old self. Yay. She jumped on Christy and gave her a big doggy kiss. And looked at Renata and said, This isn't over, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. We have to go and deal with Finklebottom. Who is he anyway, and why did he want Jeddah? Christy, now covered in dog <laughs> saliva, heard Anne and Renata talking, and she said, I think I might know why. Follow me. Christy led them back to the room, to the back room of her shop, where she showed them a dusty old book. This is a book of demonology. I think Finklebottom is a demon who wants to use Jeddah as a portal into our world. Anne and Renata looked at each other, and then back at Christy. They knew they had to stop Finklebottom, but they had no idea. But they would have to figure it out, because now lives were at stake. We need to find out everything we can about this demon, and fast, said Anne. Christy nodded. I'll get started on some research. You two go and see if you can find anything else out about Finklebottom. Be careful, though. He's a dangerous demon. Anne and Renata went back to their ghost hunting headquarters and started to research everything they could about demonology. They had to find a way to stop Finklebottom before he could open the portal and unleash evil into our world. Christy, meanwhile, was deep in research at her shop. She was determined to find a, a, a way to stop the demon. She would not rest until Finklebottom was defeated. Between the three of them, they came up with a cracking plan. They would use Jeddah as bait to lure Finklebottom into a trap. Then they would banish him back to the demon world forever. Christy looked at her beautiful Jeddah and said, We need your help, Jeddah. We need to rid the world of this horrible creature. Will you help us? Jeddah looked at her doggy mummy with big brown soulful eyes and yipped once for yes and then snuggled up next to Christy. <sighs> The next day, they headed back to the old Elm Street house where they set up the trap and waited. It didn't take Finklebottom long to show up. He was lured in by the ex-demon dog, just like they planned. But he was not going to be banished that easily. A smell of sulphur and lavender wafted oh, through the get air. Get Renata sniffed the air and whispered, That's him. I recognise that smell. He's tried to cover it up with lavender. We're not that easily fooled, Renata. 
Finklebottom realised he had been discovered. He lashed out at the team with his demon tail. They dodged out of the way and then started to chant the words of the spell. Demon dog, demon cat, send this demon back where he's at. Jenna <laughs> started to glow with a bright white light. Finklebottom was sucked into the light and then banished back to the demon world forever. It was at that moment they realised that Jeddah was actually an angel put on this earth to bring joy to the world. And this was why Finklebottom had tried to possess her. The three ladies looked at each other in astonishment, then at Jeddah and said in unison, Demon dog no more. From now on, you're our angel, Jeddah. Jeddah yipped for joy and they went and laid and then went and laid down at Christie's feet. She knew her work here was done. Oh, the, the end. end. Oh, oh, my little bubba. Did you like that beautiful. one? How did Ghost Rider go? Did they improve on that second round, you reckon, yes. other than Christy just wet in the pants? Absolutely. I thought that was a bit rough. Much I know. Better. Yes. Right, as you think about all of that that you just heard and you unpack that and find a Safe suitable container. container to put it in. Crystals, spells, moon cycles and more. Christy from Spells and Spirits takes you through different aspects of magic. It's time for Christy's Magical Moments on Spooky Sundays. And today... In we have the beautiful Christy in, flesh. in the studio <laughs> joining us for her magical moments. Thanks for playing King Diamond. Brought me back to my metal days in the 80s. Mm, oh, can't believe Fabulous. It. Fabulous. I think everybody's ears have been cleared out for Halloween now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I can really hit those high notes. <laughs> yeah, I just said <laughs> that they actually have an awesome voice to hit those notes the way that was good uh, singing. Yeah. And screaming. Yes. All right. Well, before I get into my segment, there's something really important that I just need to let everyone know about. Yes, yes, yes. Mars is in retrograde. Oh, no. So not Mercury, Mars. So really, if you want to think about Mercury retrograde, I want you to think about it as Mercury retrograde on steroids. Oh, no. Right? No. So from today until the 12th. Of November. Oh, geez, that's a bit long. So this is really going to be just nearly two weeks. This is really going to be affecting our communications. And Mars, let's talk about anger. I'm just going to have to close the door and not come out. I'm going to have another sip of peppermint too. Yeah, so take a Valium with it, I reckon, um, with that. So just just be aware of the words that you're saying um, (laughs) and of what triggers you. And um, hold, bite your tongue before you respond. It would be my right. best advice. Okay, think twice before you speak. Yeah, up. or if you're like me, just just stay in your room for the next. Just roll your eyes. Thirteen days. <laughs> <laughs> with that, but as with all things Halloween, we spoke last week about um, the the trick or treating and the candy and the costumes, things like that. So um, today, as you would have seen, I've popped it up on the um, Facebook. Groups, things like that. Is we made, I made soul cakes. Oh yeah. my god, they were yummy. I've actually, I'm on to my second one. Yeah. <laughs> so I've put the recipe online. So out of, I guess, all of the recipes, I found this one to be the yummiest. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the nicest, nicest, nicest. Put your teeth in hard. <laughs> With that, so look. Obviously, when you know before there was candies, you know kids would still be dressing up in some of those super freaky things. Those costumes last week were frightening. <laughs> they were. They were terrifying. With that. So they and thank just... you for posting up every picture that Spells and Spirits has Look, ever put up. I don't know how that happened. Neither do that I. That was a glitch in the matrix. Never seen only, that happen before. It only came on your group. It didn't happen into other groups. Oh, okay. So um, there you go. We're special. Yep. That's right. Deservedly of everything. Um, with that. So Halloween, I guess with the history and the early versions um, that we saw today, um, trick-or-treating was really about the poorer children going around and singing in exchange of a treat. So usually they were given um, soul cakes um, because obviously there wasn't pre-made candy and a 12-pack of mini Mars bars that they could get <laughs> for $2.50 at Kmart. Chubba chops. Um, with that. So, look, it was about honouring the souls of the recently deceased and fending off ghosts with not-so-friendly intentions. So the holiday took many twists and turns over the years um, and the costumes, um, like we said, you know, approximately $160 million American dollars spent on costumes just mm-hmm. in the US alone. Mm-hmm. So trick-or-treaters, like I said, poor children begging for food and money during um, the holiday. Um, I'm not going to go into the religious side of it because it's sort of hot enough in here <laughs> as it is. I, I was amused you were holding a crucifix during that last story. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the tradition um, of trick-or-treating was originally called souling. So um, the night before um, on All Hallows Eve, it was believed that the dead roamed the earth and only community prayer could save their souls. And skip all that. <laughs> stuff. So um, in 1886, the Irish, and I think the Irish have a lot to do with worldwide Halloween, bringing yep. all of their superstitions with them. Um, but they included the party game Bobbing for Apples. Oh, so that was them. Yes. Ah. Yes. Um, so during this, you know, it was really like the pre-modern Halloween time trick-or-treaters. Um, they got a little bit more adventurous. So instead of just promising to prayer, they started singing songs, telling jokes or staging doorstep performances for their treats. And this tradition came came to be known as mumming. Oh, OK. Yes. Single young women, such as myself. Um, would Anyone pre- out there? <laughs> Christy is single. Would perform tricks of their own. Oh, you tricks? <laughs> I gather that means something completely different back then. Yes, on All Hallows Eve, in the hopes that they would discover the identities of their future husbands and oh, ideally be married by the following year. They're going to be performing tricks and they probably will find someone. Yes. So these tricks involved throwing apple peels. Say, just be careful here. Yeah. <laughs> tricks involved throwing apple peels yeah. or cracking eggs into a bowl in hopes that their future husband's initials would appear. Oh, there we go. There's the eggs. They're yes. back. We've got a link to the other yeah. story. One even had them looking into the mirror like scrying in a candlelit room to see if they could see the reflection of their beloved's face. So we go, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Yeah, I think that would be more frightening than um, anything else. And Candy didn't get introduced to the trick-or-treating rotation until about the 1920s. When they realised they could make money on it. That's exactly it. But neighbours did hand out um, soul cakes right up until that really modernisation of that. So I said the recipe is up there. 
You'll agree they're good little They are treats. delicious. Oh, absolutely. Super easy Everyone to make. Grab, grab that recipe and make it. Make it tomorrow. Yeah, so I think that's a new little tradition to myself. I actually really enjoyed making them last night, so I did, you know, put intention into mm-hmm. to making them. Um, so... Probably why we wanted more. Are they traditionally yes. with a little cross on the top? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The cross was made with little currants. Cur- yes. Currants. 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 And it's, I didn't put currants in them. I exchanged them out for sultanas because I liked them better. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yes. Very and you nice. can exchange it with love and still have the same intention. That's mm-hmm. right. Don't need to freak out about the spells and things. If you don't have one thing, you can substitute it with something that has a similar meaning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we'll go to a song, and when we come back, we have um, a, a listener sent in um, a story. A for story, us. and yep. you also have to tell people what happened to you last uh, uh, on Friday night mm-hmm. that we had to call in emergency <clears throat> services at three a.m. in the morning. Yes. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Welcome back to the last final moments of the show for Halloween. And I need to tell you what happened to me last Friday night. But you have to wait until we talk about Amy's little story here. Yes. So we have a first-time listener from Donnybrook, Western Australia. Welcome, Amy, to the show. And we're sorry. Uh, I was driving home after work one night late in Perth. It was raining and stormy. And I was thinking, I've got to turn right soon. I'll get in the right-hand lane. But a favourite song of a friend who had passed came on. I stayed in the middle lane. If I had changed lanes, I would have crashed into a tree that had fallen down on the right-hand lane. Mm, Oh, I'm covered in goosebumps. Wow. So your friend possibly saved you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, Amy. That is awesome. Yeah, it's amazing how yeah, just one moment in time can change everything, either yeah. for the better or for the worse. Yep. It's all about decisions, isn't it? It is. Decisions mm. and choices. Now, Renata, what happened to you? Um, well, we had um, a lovely lady who had some issues with um, being able to walk upstairs. So uh, we made sure that we hanged around her um, and made sure that she could come in uh, and out at all all of the different places. But we had to take her up to the chapel and... Um, the stairs are quite difficult to get to the chapel. They're not made for anyone who has any difficulties. They were made for prisoners. Uh, and so uh, Maitland Jail has kindly enough actually made um, or put in a disabled... Uh, disability lift. Lift, yep, yep, disability lift. And so um, this lovely lady and her carer and myself all got into the disability lift, closed the doors. She pushed the button to go up and it went... Nah. And stopped and went, oh, what have we done wrong? Oh, and stood, oh, maybe I need to hold on to the button the whole time. So she's pushed the button down again and he goes, uh, and stopped again. And we've gone, now we're getting angry, right? She's getting angry. So she's pushed the button again and it's just gone. Eh. <laughs> and then the alarm goes on. 
And the alarm gets started. Piercing beeping. alarm. Beep, 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 <laughs> beep, beep, beep. And we're, we're pressing everything we possibly can. Nothing is happening. It's probably why the alarm went we're off. We're screaming, going, help us. It's like something from a horror movie. Help us. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, of course, no one heard uh, except for, you know, after a little while, after messages got and you through had, to people. And you had tried to call me on the phone and uh-huh. I didn't hear it because my phone was off because I was working with guests. Mm-hmm. So there we are, trapped. Um, we've tried the um, emergency phone number, mm-hmm. and the and look, no slight on anyone who works on those phone lines, but this lady had could not understand a word of English, and we could not understand a <laughs> word she was saying, and we're trying to say to say to her, we are trapped in a lift. Help! Help! What? 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 Press this button. Press. We've pressed all the buttons. What do we do? I had no idea. We ended up after ten minutes, um, uh, you know, cancelling that, uh, and we found another um, phone number um, associated with the lift makers, and we rang uh, one of our girls who was outside screaming at us. Uh, and I was standing up above, yeah. screaming down at them. Um, we rang that, or they rang this particular person and this particular person it was three o'clock in the morning by this stage kindly got out of bed uh, and said that he would be there in about 10 15 minutes yep. oh bless yeah. yeah and so he came but oh he, can he, i just say that when he arrived i was mortified because the three ladies trapped in the lift have all got their phones out going taking photos of him going oh he's hot he's so hot oh my god he's so good looking they're taking photos and videos of him <laughs> I was just going, this man is trying to save your lives, ladies. Back off. And uh, we were in hysteria at that stage. Yeah, you were. There was oxygen oxygen deprivation. Oxygen depletion, PTSD. Dehydration. Dehydration. um, Confined spaces. Everything was happening (laughs) at that point in time. And uh, he could not open it. No. He could not open it. Because the control panel was actually on the next level up inside a building that we did not have keys for. Yes. Uh, He had a crowbar in his hand he had a crowbar and I've did gone, he take his shirt off I've got no oh. and I've gone oh my gosh this this I've, I I have to write a, a report about this <laughs> what am I going to say yep. and uh, in the meantime one of our lovely volunteers She's very very cluey young just lady just press the button to no no no, 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 no we no. were pressing the buttons upstairs and downstairs nothing was working yeah. she she found a way of getting in and um, finding a key. Managed to find un- a master key. Unlocked a door that um, was going to get into where that panel was. But that panel required a key as well. So she had to go and find that key. Bless her soul. She did. And uh, lo and behold, a few minutes later, uh, that door opens up and someone comes and literally just presses a button and opens the door yep. for us. That was and me. That, that's how I, we, I set them free. That's how we got out. And then I had to go and have a, a Bex and a lie down. <laughs> yeah. And everybody wanted to come and talk to you and you just wanted to be alone. Yeah, I, just, I just needed to be alone for a little while and just, you know, yes. So, so. But the thing was is that the, the this lady had a carer with her and the carer had said as though the lift was starting to go up, oh, in the sales, let's call out the devil. Let's yeah. let's bring up a demon and the lift Stop. Computer says no. <laughs> so I reckon she's brought that on. Yes. Yes. Thanks for coming. <laughs> oh, now, uh, we have got on Tuesday night our empath class starting. Please check that out on Anne and Renata Frightfully Good page. What else have we got coming up? 
I've got no idea. On Sunday. To, oh, Monday night we've got Halloween. We've got mm-hmm. the one at Maitland night. Jail, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, the 6th of November, Spells and Spirits will be at the Health, Wealth and Wellbeing um, Expo at the Broadmeadow Convention Centre. I don't know what it's called now. Mm-hmm. Showgrounds. And Renata has booked both of us into the Psychic Fair at Spears Point Park in the on outside. S- yeah, on Saturday. On next Saturday, Saturday. the 5th of November. So, so come and say hello to us. Yeah. And the 20th of November also be at Live Your Light Expo at Walls End Diggers. Wow. Well, you're busier than us. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we have to leave you. Happy Halloween. Whatever you are doing, uh, we suggest you have some fun tomorrow night because that's what Halloween is all about. Let let those demons loose for Ooh. a night and then pop them back into uh, their boxes um, after 12 midnight. So we are leaving you with Florence and the Machine. Everyone have a great week ahead. Happy Halloween to Happy you all. Halloween, Thank everyone. Thank you, Christy, for joining us Thank you. in the studio. And uh, remember, stay spooky. See you on the dark side. And be frightfully good. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live. Brought to you by Thrive Broking.